Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday, you know that is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from myself, Jeanette Abney, and someone that is in ministry. But you know what? I feel bad right now because I forgot to text Lady T, and I hope that she is still in town. So I really um, hope that her sister is listening to me so she can text her sister and let her know to give me a call because I forgot to because I've just been so busy trying to get ready for my day tomorrow. Thank God for another day. And like I said, when you get up to the age that I am, you go make it work and you go celebrate it in style and in grace. So thank you, Lord, for blessing me to see another day and giving me the activities of my limbs. And yes, I did get up and exercise this morning. So today is April the 6th, 2021. Now today's topic is entitled Operating in Your Gift. Now, we're going to be talking about that a lot because I have a question. Are you operating in your gift, or do you know the gift that God has designed for you? Do you know the difference between a gift and a talent? Because a lot of times we say, oh, that person sure is talented. Or, you know, that girl really know how to sing. Or, you know, the poetry and And a lot of times we kind of forget where those gifts come from. Even with me being a therapist, I will never forget. One day I had a woman tell me when I was working with her and her son, she said, ma'am, you have a gift. And I didn't even want to be a therapist. So I don't even lie about that. Like I tell people, I thought I was going to be a lawyer and a judge because that is what Jeanette wanted to do. But God saw differently. And I guess that's why I'm in the position that I am in, and I do not take it for granted. Now, today's show is designed to discuss how to identify if you are operating in your gift. Now, as a believer, many have found it difficult to operate their gift while in church because sometimes people will start off, they'll be shy, they may be bashful, or the church can be so huge till many of them don't even know who the members are. And you don't even know the gifts that some of the individuals in your congregation may even possess. Because I know even when I was going to church at Friendly Church of God of Christ, I would just sit back and really say nothing, then socialize with no one. Then there were times that when I had to sing, people would look at me like, you know what I'm saying? Or you. <laughs> Yeah, I I used to sing a long time ago. I I don't try to do all that no more. But the thing is, when we start talking about that gift, there is a difference. Now, I'm not saying that there are not a lot of talented people out there, but one of the differences, talent sometimes takes work. Talent takes skills. Talent people are trained to do. You know, you can have a, a family, like my family is very athletic, so we had people in my family that have played all different types of professional sports and things of that nature, 
But by that same token, there are some that was trained. Parents put them in certain camps and, you know, taught them volleyball or baseball or football or cheerleading camps. But then some individuals come along, like we had Alvin Iverson. He was just naturally athletic. So we're going to be talking about that because we're also going to be talking about what does the Bible say about using your gift. Now, God wants us to bless others as well as build his kingdom. So that is very important to know. So let's talk about it. And if you want to call in to join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Now, I know i got a listener on there. And if this is Joanne, please tell Tammy to call me because I forgot to send her the message. So <laughs> I hope that person is Joanne. I'm not sure. So let's get on with the show. And like I said, many of you know I do not like talking to myself. So call in any information, because it's very important that we acknowledge some of these things. And if you have any topics that you would like for me to discuss, or let me know. You can inbox me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. You can also Google my name, Jeanette Abney, so drop the Brooks, because Brooks was my maiden name, but Jeanette Abney. And then just, just let me know. Or if you know me personally, do like my family members do. Call me, text me. You know, I'm easy to find. But I do want to talk about information or share information that is of value and that individuals are interested in hearing about. So we can we can talk about it. Because like I said, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in this world. And we just need to be mindful of some of these things and sharing some of that information. Now, I found some information, and I found it to be very interesting. When we started talking about joy, a lot of times individuals say that they're not happy with their life, or they think that they're too old to to do something. I um, was talking to a friend, I think it was about a week ago. I received an email from a school wanting me to obtain my Ph.D., and I thought about it. I said, you know what? Um, I'm trying to give myself like five more years. I don't want to go back to school. I ain't got time for that. I don't even remember my lines. That's why I never wanted to go into acting or anything or even sing in a choir because I'm going to forget the words. So at almost 60, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. I thought about it. I don't need a Ph.D. for the status of it when I'm already doing what I'm doing, which I don't need it. And so as I was having a conversation with my friend, and he was like, well, you know what, Jeanette, you already got too much on your plate, and that may be a little bit too much. And I always said, and I would promise my clients, if I was going to go back to school, it would go be to go get that law degree and not that PhD. But then the PhD kind of came my way, but I don't think I'm going to do it because I don't think I don't, that ain't my gift. And nor do I want the talent to be sitting up there having to read books and write papers all over again. My eating hurts. Now, there is joy in operating your gift. So that's one of the ways of kind of knowing the difference because you'll find joy in it. I mean, I enjoy doing the radio. I enjoy working with my clients. I enjoy the stuff that I do. 
Now, when you find joy in operating your gift, this is considered to be what they call a byproduct of what you're doing. Now, frustration, because there are a lot of times, and I'm not saying that just because you have a gift or just because you're talented doesn't mean that you're not going to become frustrated, doesn't mean that you're not going to run into haters, or people are going to tell you no, because a lot of individuals may not like what you're doing. Sometimes I tell individuals they may not even want to hear what you have to say, but that does not mean that that's not your gift or that you're not good at it. So don't let no one discourage you for what God has meant for you to do. Now, frustration, like I said, is the byproduct of trying to operate outside of your gift. Have you ever known that there was something you were supposed to do It was in your spirit right there for you, and you just choose to do the opposite? I think about that when I think of it, talk about Jonah in the belly of the whale. You know, sometimes we just be hard-headed. We don't want to do what we're supposed to do. We don't want to be who we're supposed to be. You know, when I was a kid, people used to say that I was a bookworm. She that's a bookworm. All she do is study. All she, I did more ditching and eating and hanging out at restaurants and other schools than I did in my own school. <laughs> so I told on myself. I got caught. Trust and believe. My mama caught me. But by that same token, some individuals thought that education was my gift. Hi, Linda. I see you, Linda. You can call in on the show because I see you paying attention. But give me a call, Linda, 516-387-1914, because you also, and I did get the invitation, and I will definitely be at your party. So I can't wait to go buy my outfit, okay? So when we start talking about the frustration, when you're doing what God has for you to do, you will experience joy. You're going to get a satisfaction out of it because you're doing it for the right reason. Now, there are what we call gifts from God, seven gifts. And I found that to be very interesting as I was putting the show together in regards to what are those gifts. Because, like I said, when the woman told me that I had a gift, I didn't know what she was talking about. I just thought, you know, I always knew that I had a very, very strong discernment. But I didn't know what she was talking about, but there was things that and ways that I was able to help the family, but yet the family was not very forthcoming on some information that I had already knew and wasn't because somebody told me. So when we start talking about a gift, say, well, my birthday coming up, you think of presents. Now, are you operating in your gift? And I'm getting this information from what's called healthy it's called happy, healthy, and prosperous.com because we all need that. We all want to be happy, we want to be healthy, and we want to be prosperous. So the question reads, are you operating in your gift? And one of the things that it talks about is that this individual has a wonderful honor and opportunity to speak at a woman's conference, and she wanted to thank those that had attended. It was a success. And she continued to pray and believe that the words the ladies receive will sink down in their heart. Because what happened is sometimes even when I'm doing therapy or talking to people, sometimes things just drop in my spirit. And I'll say it. And I'll tell people, 
I don't mean to offend anyone. If I do, I apologize. But if something is dropped in my spirit, I would rather say it and work through it than not say it or know it and then just kept it to myself. Now, God's word does not return void, and that is a powerful scripture. And that is in Isaiah 55, 11, meaning God don't make no mistakes. So when he equips you to do something and you're doing it for his good or to increase the kingdom, it's going to turn out all right. And I am, like I said, I'm a living witness of this. I'm a business owner. Never said I wanted to be no business owner. Been doing so. Ready to retire because I've been the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction for 16 years and the owner of J.A. Precious Inc. for over 10 years. Been doing the podcast for about five years now, probably longer than that. So I don't even keep up with those things. So that lets you know, not about me. It's about sharing the information. When I looked at, and I was putting the show together last night, I think it said I had like 371 different podcasts. I was like, that's a lot to talk about. To where individuals are still able to tap in, click on the link, listen to some of the shows, listen to some of the information, the advice, and I'm finding that a lot of my clients, when they contact me, they've already heard some of the shows, and I don't know who's listening. You never know who you're touching. Now, God has been really working on, and what this individual has said over the years, for the past several years, and shown to them their own gifts and talents and gave them a glimpse of how some of those things that he was calling that person to do. Like I said, I don't think God is calling me to get no PhD because God knows I don't want to be sitting in nobody's classroom. I don't want to be writing no dissertations and books and doing it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't want to do it. Just do not want to do it. Somebody want to give me an honorary PhD? Okay, we, we'll, we'll take that. But mm-mm. no, thank you. Now, we start talking about knowing the whole purpose in your life. A lot of individuals will do things or they'll try to force things, and sometimes they will go into positions that I'm not going to say it's not for them because only God knows, but sometimes we put ourselves in situations because that's what we want to do. Jeanette never says she wants to be no doctor. I don't do blood and good. That I'm scared of needles. So that's not going to work for me. Now, I can make you laugh, but I ain't never said I want to be no comedian either. Because like I said, I forget my lines in a heartbeat. I'm going to change the whole script to try to make it work. <laughs> but I know how I am. But the thing is, when we start talking about that, and we start talking about just being there, being available, and utilizing your gifts. Now, discovering your gifts and purposes, some individuals find that it started years back. I've been talking since I was a kid. I always had something to say, and my aunties know I'll point my little crooked finger, and I was always, you know, I didn't say I always had to be right, which some people said I always had to be right, but that's not true. So, Ms. Perkins, I see you posting something. Oh, God, trying to work on these kids and gadgets. Okay, you said about five, because I need someone with biblical experience to talk about what the Bible says. 
in regards to that? Because I know you know about gifts and talents and knowing the difference and not forcing it on individuals. Because one of the things that it indicates is I truly know how God intends for our gifts to work. We'll just have to um, basically have for something. If we, we will love doing it, we will also be pretty good at it. Because there's a saying that if God can bring you to it, he will bring you through it. Because I'm going to tell you, those that know me personally, I was going through it. <laughs> but by the grace of God, hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm good now. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's in Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before tons. When I'm going to repeat it again, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And what I've been doing over the years, I've had the opportunity to come across some very interesting, talented individuals. And like I said, I am honored. When I got the email the other day from a and I was honored. Don't really want to be on TV, but, hey, if it's God's will, it will be done. Now, also in Proverbs 8, 17.8, it says, a present gift is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Whenever he turns, he prospers. So when you're operating in your gift that God has for you, you will prosper. You will eventually be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Just be obedient. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about. Oops, I didn't check the oh, Good Lord. Oh, it talks about practical steps to see if you are operating in your gifts. And one of the things it says is measure if you are operating in your gifts. Now, I would say, how can you measure that? You know, how would you even know if you are operating in your gifts? And it says that the best way to measure whether or not you're operating in your gifts is to judge your joy or frustration. That's interesting. Do you enjoy what you're doing, or do you get up complaining and whining and nagging? And I remember being married, and my ex-husband said, I ain't never know nobody that liked their job. I'm thinking, how am I not supposed to like my job when I own a company? That don't make sense. So, you know, it's like so I'm supposed to give up my job, and, and, and I own a company? Really? So... Again, the best way to measure it is do you enjoy it or do you become frustrated? And that's what they meant by saying that joy is the byproduct of operating in your gifts and frustration is the byproduct of trying to operate outside of it. When you're doing those things, God has purpose for you and you that are in his will, basically. Joy is always a byproduct. Joy itself should not be the goal, but as long as you are operating in your gift, you're going to experience joy. You're going to enjoy it, and you are experiencing joy in what 
you do. Okay, you said she's home. Miss Perkins, call Miss Tammy and tell Miss Tammy to call me because I'm operating all of these phones and don't have the number saved in the new phone. So that's why I couldn't send her the text. Now, so thank you, Miss Perkins. Because <laughs> I am waiting for her to join me on this one or somebody to come join me. Now, again, in Psalm 1611, it states, you make known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And that's in Psalm 1611. So, like I said, the first step is to measure if you're operating your gift, like I said, based on do you find joy or do you become frustrated. The second thing is learn to trust God if you are reluctant and operating your gift. They say try an exercise. And one of the exercises, take a piece of paper, roll it up into a tube, look through it. Notice how your view is when we start talking about the size of operating at the end. Do you see the end or do you see your vision at the end? And, you know, and the one thing I want to say about trusting God A lot of times people give up. A lot of times individuals become frustrated or they'll say, you know what, this is not for me. There's too many obstacles. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, I know that when people work for me, I make being a business owner sound like it's easy, but I get a lot of help. I I have people that work with me. I I, I commend Ms. Tina and Linda. And, you know, I miss my, my other interns, and she didn't want to intern them up. Amy, you need to give me a call. So I don't do this by myself, credit for the things that they've done for me, including when my daughter was working with me, which I'm glad she got another job now because, you know, I was only the boss when she was away because when she be there, nobody listened to me because she would be bossing me around. Now I still get bossed around. So one of the scriptures I also want to read in Jeremiah 2911, and it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a future. Meaning, trust God. Ask God to help you with this. Now, I think Miss Lady T can call it in, so I hope it is. Good, unless I say still morning. How are you doing? Doing fine. Hey, here come, Mother Perkins. Thank you. You know what? I forgot to call Tammy and well, send her a text message. And I sent her a text message to tell her to call in. I'm operating these new phones, and, I, you know, my daughter said what I did was I downloaded. I'm, I'm enjoying it, so. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I want you to help me out here, too. When we talk about operating in your gift, and I know Mm -hmm. even with your children, and a lot of times we see gifts that they have. We see things in them. And a lot of times, you know, and I always talk about, you know, you and and Mother's Cell, and and I don't know if you know Ms. Parker's Mm -hmm. in the hospital right now. And oh, it's really? going to be rough. 
Yes, Miss Parks is in the hospital. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. They say she's doing okay. Hopefully she'll get released soon from me and from her daughter. But, you know, every mm-hmm. every birthday I normally always celebrate with Miss Parks. We normally go to the get, go get our feet done. We go to the mm-hmm. movies. We, we do. Now, last year I didn't do anything with her because of COVID. So I was trying right. to stay away from her. So I haven't really been around anyone. She and her two sons all got COVID. And oh, one of the sons is in ICU on a ventilator. Mm. And he's in a hospital, and the other son, the middle son, is um, quarantining. So, I mean, and I called mm. to try to talk to her yesterday, and they wouldn't, they wasn't able to give her the phone. So I'm going to follow back up with her. But I'm like, here, I stayed away, and, you know, and she, she got COVID. I want to kidnap her today and have her hang out with me today. So, wow. but what is I'll put her on the list. Yeah, I'll Please be praying do. for her. I'll keep her yeah. on our on our prayer list. But I'm enjoying. Yeah. I I, yeah. I listen to what you say, and I'm really enjoying you. I'm sitting back in my chair, and I'm really uh, feasting off of the information that you're giving, because people think that when you uh, operate in a gift or a calling, especially in church, and I I try to tell people that your gifting and calling always uh, is not centered only to the four walls in a sanctuary. Uh, it, It operates and make ways for you all the way around, it, it 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 carries you into places like the scripture you just read. In business, you're a prime example. Look at the opportunities of the doors that have been opened to you because of you being obedient, uh, whether it was reluctantly <laughs> or unwillingly, but you still did it. And look mm-hmm. at where... The, the the doors that have opened for you uh, to do the podcast. To I remember when you were supposed to be doing something with the radio station. I don't know how that ball fell through. I think COVID set up. Uh, yeah, people started COVID getting COVID. sick before. People started getting sick before they even said it was COVID, and kind of slowed things down. But look at look at the opportunities that have uh, afforded you. Mm-hmm because of being obedient. And it hasn't always been easy. I've seen you work like, and I'm like, God, where is she getting this energy from? I'm drinking tea and coffee, and I ain't got that kind of energy. And people have to understand and realize with the gifting and calling comes responsibility. It Mm -hmm. comes with uh, a, a certain ethic you have to have. Uh, you can't be lazy, procrastinate. Mm-hmm. You've got to stay on top. And it comes with always laying before God, finding out more. When 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 you are gifted, what you start off with is not what you're gonna what you're gonna have at the end. It's a progression, and you always have to continue to work to get better, mm-hmm. to improve yourself, to 
to to understand what God has put in you and how to use it because when you first start when you first start off in whatever your gifting or calling or talent is, you don't fully under it's like I, I always mm-hmm. liken it until when you go to basic training. When you go to basic mm-hmm. training and they teach you your first training for weaponry, when they teach you how to fire a weapon, your aim and 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 how you fire that weapon is not going to be as accurate at the beginning as it will be by the time you finish the course. You should be able to hit a bullseye. So you make yeah. mistakes. And what a lot of people do, they give up on what God has given them because they're looking at someone, some young lady mm-hmm. that is studying psychology that have a love for people. So she may look at you and see the successes and she's starting out in her first failure. Well, I'm just going to go change and do something else because I'm not good at this. Because look at uh, 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 Jeanette, look at Miss Abney. She, but what you have to understand, first of all, take your eyes off of people and put them on God because he's the one that called you and gifted you. And he's the one that you look to. The Bible says he's the mm-hmm. author and the finisher of our faith. So he has written a book on us, so he knows. So you look to him and don't measure yourself by other people who may uh, have the same gifting because God has made us all uniquely different. We are all Mm -hmm. different. Our life experiences are different. Our environments are different. So how I may react to something and it could be the same thing will get a total different reaction from you because of experience because of environment because of a whole conglomerate of things so therefore we need to stay prayerful and look to the lord who is the author and the finisher of your faith and believe that if god has started this in you the word said he's faithful to continue to finish it. He's going to take you through it. I heard you say that if he brought you in it, he'll bring you out of it. But in the course Mm -hmm. of doing all that, it requires work. It requires perseverance. It requires dedication. It requires sacrifice. It requires you having faith in the God that called you because it's not always easy. You make Mm -hmm. mistakes. You have failures, you're going to make failures, uh, you're going to feel sad, you're going to get angry. All of these things happen, and they're okay. Don't listen yep. to people who say, I don't care this church stuff that you're not supposed to be this way, this, that, and the other. We are humans. We do not have a glorified body. We are humans. We have emotions. The Word tells us how to control our emotions. It tells us how to deal with our failures as well as with our success. So if you stay Mm -hmm. into the word, if you stay faithful to the God who has called you, you will have great success. Now, everything Mm -hmm. won't 
be successful, but in your ups and downs, your ins and outs, your mistakes, and your they all, when you put it all together, it makes you into the finished product that God has ordained <laughs> for you to become. So you don't what become discouraged. I, I love it when I got your tip. Huh? I got your text the other day that mm-hmm. you had did your, uh, uh, what is it, notary thing. And I'm like, not that she don't have enough to do. Now she's a notary. <laughs> but see, that's making, there's a scripture that, that when you go before the board in the Church of God in Christ, they say, I think it's in Hebrews where it says, to make full proof of your ministry. Mm-hmm. See, your gifting and calling is your ministry. Ministry doesn't always mean having a microphone, carrying a briefcase right. with an entourage donning a pulpit. That's just mm-hmm. one part of ministry. Ministry is if you're a supervisor on a job, you have a ministry to take care and look out for not just the employer who hired you to make sure that their work is done, but the people who are under you to keep the mm-hmm. right attitude and the right uh, 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 personality because they're looking at you. And the only Christ that they're seeing from nine to five is you. Correct. That's your ministry. Correct. If you are a nurse caring, how you care for the patient, how you interact, with people, that's your ministry. Because remember, Peter said, we are living epistles read of men. And so mm-hmm. in your gift and calling, it's for success. It's not just to make you money. It's not just to make you known of people and give you fame. It's your gift and calling is to advance the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and the gospel and know that you are his ambassador when you are working and operating in your gift and call it, whatever it is, it's important mm-hmm. to the body because Corinthians says that we are one body fitly joined together. Many members, but we are mm-hmm. fitly joined together to make one body. So don't look at your gift and calling as something low. Mm-hmm. If you're the janitor. Be the best janitor God ever called in the kingdom. You're cleaning and touching in the name of Jesus, and everything that you touch is going to be blessed because you're cleaning yep. it in the name of Jesus. So, uh, you you know, we, we need to understand that gifting and calling and talents are given by God, and the purpose of it is to advance the kingdom. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, so lift him up in whatever area you find yourself working. Remember that you are the living epistle of Jesus Christ, read of men, and you may be the only book of Christ that men will ever read. They may not ever pick up a Bible, but because of how you work, how you, your attitude toward your Work, how you develop the gifting and calling and talents that God has given you may very well be the light that somebody is looking to crawl out of their darkness and out of their dark hole, and you can lead them to Christ because that's the ultimate goal. 
and all that mm-hmm. we do. It says everything we do should be done as unto the Lord. Whatever you do, yep. do it as unto God. Yep. You know, I don't know if you were listening to the show a couple of weeks ago. I had a young lady call in, and she also was a therapist. At least she had just became a therapist. And I was sharing with her some information, and she was at all because most people don't share. I don't mind mm-hmm. if I can help someone that's trying to do something or support what they're doing. I don't have a problem with that because I don't look at people as competition. Even when I have people working for me, I help them with their skills to try. So you ain't got to just work for me. Own your own company. You know, I'll tell mm-hmm. you how to do it. I'll show you. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with that. But the one thing is when we start talking about our gifts and our talent, what God has for you is for you. Okay, nobody says exactly. that for you. Exactly. And you're not gonna operate you're not gonna do it the same the same way. Mm-hmm. And and see that's True. the thing and that's the sign of a good leader, Jeanette, because a good leader job is to develop the followers to become mm-hmm. leaders too. Mm-hmm. It's to develop the followers to become leaders too. You're not gonna yeah. always be in the place that you are. So who's going to pick up the slack when you move to do something else? Somebody has to be there. So the people you come in contact with in leadership, you develop them to be able to step up to the place. Mm -hmm. It's a progressive progressive thing. Don't ever think that uh, because God has given you a gift and talent that you're the only one they can do that because once it, I, I'm going to, you know how we do, I'm not going to, I'm going to sit down, I ain't doing that today, whatever. Okay, well, like he told Elijah, I got 70 more prophets out there beside you, not the only one. So don't yeah. ever think okay. you're the only one. And and there is no competition because the body, the Bible says that we are many members mm-hmm. fitly joined together. So by you sharing and helping her, you are teaching her that there is no competition. We are all one in this thing. We need each other. That's why it says that we are one body, but many members, but one body fitly joined together. And I love that about you. And and and, and I hope that the people that listen to you, that follow you, that want to emulate you, learn that from you, that there is no competition between us, you know, and we need to stop that pettiness and that craziness and and learn that we are one. What I bring to the table is put it in the pot. What you bring, put it in the pot. I like to use that Italian uh, 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 story (laughs) of how when they came to, uh, New mm-hmm. York off the boat and stuff, and they worked at the port, and they didn't have enough. The ladies would, this group on this street would do the bread and make the bread and the day-old bread in the other street. They would do what it popped, and then there's this one street where the ladies made the, the soup they called Chapino, mm-hmm. and when the men come, they drop whatever they had 
in the pot, if it was three shrimps or two oysters or a piece of a fish or a fish, whatever, they put it in the pot, and it was called chipino. And they made it, and after everybody put what they had in the pot, contributed, it made a soup, a stew, so everybody in the community could eat from it. And if you take the, the the message from that, no matter how small your gift is, how small your talent is, if you give it and contribute, it all comes together to make one thing. And what that is, a shining light that men can see you working with this one, that one working. There's no other way to get rid of the ails of society, the hatred the racism, all of this foolishness and craziness going on, one is better than the other. God said, I don't have no respect of person. He died for all humankind. And when we understand, when we really understand, I mean, people that are called by his name, I'm not going to even go out there and mess with them people that ain't serving God and ain't professing to serve him either. They honest. But I'm talking about these people that call themselves righteous, and you better not tell them they ain't saved and got 900 letters and 29 titles, and you are jealous and you are envious and you are petty. Yes, that that needs to stop. Paul said it should not be named among you. And, Mm -hmm. And when we realize that, and come to the realization that God made us who we are, and everybody mm-hmm. have their own unique footprint in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And can't nobody mm-hmm. stand in your shoes, and you're not going to fit in my shoes. Thank you. The movie of Cinderella taught us that. No, as you were speaking, it reminded me of just of Easter. My daughter told me, she said, Mom, when you come down, don't cook a lot of food like you normally do. You know, and we tried to shorten it. You know, we made our dressing, and she got the mm-hmm. honey-baked hand. We were taking more food, passing it out. It was crazy. She went and fed some Hispanics next door. Then I called my friend, Stephen. I was like, uh, when you get off work, I cook. Come get some food. I didn't give him just a plate. I gave him a big old pan of food. He texted yeah. me the next day. Like, the food was so good. I didn't know you know how to cook. I said, yeah, I know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. <laughs> <laughs> operating in your gifts because basically in our talent, God wants us to bless others. And that's in First Peter exactly. 4.10. We're all called to use our gifts to serve others as faithful stewards. Meaning no matter how tired, mm-hmm. I can say I'm don't be tired. But no matter what, I, I'm very obedient. I'm very obedient. Mm. And I do the best I can. Because you've seen me leave church, go see clients, or see clients, yep. and then come to church. You, yep. <laughs> you're like, this woman ever yep. stop? And it's not about money because I'm not a money person. I don't care about money. Never have. Right. But right. the thing is, the person is hurting and if I could just, and I don't even use traditional therapy. I tell them my, my mm-hmm. therapy style is so different. I'm down mm-hmm. to earth. I'm easy to. I've had people that did not trust the whole process 
Now be calling me, um, Jeanette, we need to talk. I'm like, I thought you didn't trust therapists. I don't. And so now I don't even say nothing. I just go with the flow because you plant that seed, and that's how you can be a blessing to others in a lot of different ways. And one of the things is just letting people know you care, letting them know exactly. you care. You know, because some mm. individuals have some people have healing abilities, you know, because we have a lot of different gifts. But I want to talk about one, Mother Perkins, and that's a spiritual gift. Because I didn't even get a chance to go into the different types of gifts, but the spiritual, spiritual gift, and God wants us to use our talents and skills for the benefit of others. Now, what do you have to say, or I want the listeners to know, when you talk about the spiritual gift? What is that? The gift of healing, prophecy, word of knowledge. I don't have my Bible on me. I'm just kind of calling my my mm-hmm. own mind. <laughs> Get the scripture mm-hmm. in Second uh, Corinthians, where it gives you the listing of of the gifts, because mm-hmm. we need. And and he says we need these gifts operating in the church, because these gifts helps us to mature. Therefore, uh-huh. the mature, maturing of the body. At a certain point in your walk with, with the Lord, you should be at a certain level. He said that you should not. You can't always. Babies, okay, the example Paul gave was uh, milk. You can't always live <laughs> off of milk. And when a baby a child grows out of the infant stage, they be wanting more than milk. Mm-hmm. They're looking at you, don't give me that bottle. They throw it back at you. They want to eat some food. They want what you got. They want some food. And on the same mm-hmm. token, you know you can't give a baby without teeth uh, a chicken. We take the meat off the bone, let them suck and chew uh-huh. and bite on the bone until they can cut their teeth through the bone. It's the same way with spiritual gifts. You don't, uh, uh, Paul told Timothy, you can't put novice in positions of leadership because they will get ensnared by the enemy. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't cultivate and you don't use them to let them learn how to use their gifts properly. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody that just figured out what their calling and gifting is, and you see this a lot, Uh Everybody wants to be the prophet and apostle now. So <laughs> somehow, we, we uh huh. You run, you run, you, you, yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, you running out mm-hmm. with that. That I use that gift because that's more prevalent. Everybody is an a, a prophet now. Prophet this, prophet is that, that and other. You better make sure you're called by God because when mm-hmm. you use that gift. And God has not anointed you for that gift. You're going to say things to people that's going to cause them to veer off the path yeah. that God has for them. And then mm-hmm. it says the blood is going to be required on your hands. When you, mm-hmm. uh, when, when you feel, 
People often ask, I get asked this question a lot, and it was a question in the back of my mind that I had. How do you know what yep. gift God has called you to? How do you yep. know? And once you figure out the gift, how do you know what to do with it? How do you use it? <laughs> you know, so those, those and, are, are issues and, and that that mm-hmm. needs to be taught and mm-hmm. need to be uh given to people because we're saying find your gift and use it. God gave everybody a gift and use it. Well, I can't say what God gave everybody. Uh, You need to seek and find out for yourself. But people are asking, how do I know? How do I I know? A lot of times people get stuck. And, you know, and when you were talking about that, it it brought me to the saying when they say many are called, but few Mm -hmm. are chosen. Some individuals mm-hmm. are self-made, and that turns people yes, off. Right. You got people preaching stuff, and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? What are you teaching mm-hmm. these people? They are going to be held accountable because we can't judge them. God will. And when you talk about my people no anointing. wrong. The anointing, because the word says the anointing breaks the yoke. Now, what is the anointing? It's not how how you scream, how loud you scream, and dance, and and two step crisscross, flip flop, and turn around, Mother, touch the ground. Mother, all, all, all of that 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 is not the anointing. That's actually mm-hmm. uh, gymnastics and theatrics together. Uh, that's not the anointing. Screaming and yelling mm-hmm. and spitting all over people. That's not the anointing. <laughs> It says the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. It frees you. The anointing. Huh? Wait a minute. You put it out there. You said spit down on people because they showed you. They be sweating. Yeah. Mud is spitting in all the yoke. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's not. That's not anointing at all. You put it out that's, there. You said just sitting all on people. That, <laughs> that is not the anointing. And people crisscrossing, dancing, and jumping, and shimmering around, and and jerking, and all you know, doing all that stuff, break dancing. That is not the anointing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the anointing. Breaks the yoke. The anointing mm-hmm. is the spirit of God. When you are, when many are called, so many are called. Mm-hmm. Different people are calling. Seminary call you, you know. Uh, different people call you out and tell you and stuff. They mm-hmm. say few are chosen. That means few are, are sent by God. God right only on. choose every. Like you said at the beginning of the show. It ain't everybody ain't got it because did everybody be doing it? Mm-hmm. You have to you 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 lay before God to find out. You do it through prayer and fasting. Before Jesus started his ministry, he went to the mount and he stayed mm-hmm. forty days and forty nights, and he was tempted of the enemy. This is how he mm-hmm. knew. Because when Satan came at him to offer him all of these things that he already mm-hmm. had, and he 
knew he prayed and stayed before the Father. And that was our example. That was our example. It says that he came on the earth in the form of man to show us the way to God. That was our example. Mm -hmm. He stayed there 40 days and 40 nights in order Mm -hmm. to seek God, in order Mm -hmm. to know his place. So when Satan Mm -hmm. came, he knew how to answer him and not fall into the traps of the enemy. Mm-hmm. When you are called, you need mm-hmm. to wait on God. You need to stay, stand still. And while you're standing still, you are praying, you are seeking God, you are studying his word. You are allowing the spirit man to be built up in you. So that when mm-hmm. you are tempted by the enemy, you will know the right response. Most of That's us, true. most of these self-made prophets, when he said, if you serve me, I'll give you all these kingdoms and stuff, they were so they sold to the devil just for the fame <laughs> of knowing, hey, I'm known in all these places, you know? If then you know what, motherfucker? That's what I'm going to say right now. It says God wants us to build his kingdom for his glory. A lot of times with these man-made preachers or people that know they ain't right, they spirit ain't right, they heart ain't, you know you're not right. So it's for mm-hmm. his glory, not your glory, not your bank account, not for you to be talking about who you are and what you did. And all. Nobody care about mm-hmm. all of that. God made us all different, and that's great. We know that because together we're all made up in the kingdom. And in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul compares the body of Christ to the human body. Each of us is unique. But together we make the body complete. And Christ is the head of the body. And in Ephesians 5.23, so do everything we do points back to him. He directs it all. So even in your congregation, if you got a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, you got all of these individuals with all of these these gifts and talents, talents, and a lot of times people don't know how to use it, or they'll sit back because they don't want nobody to know. So in other words, God wants you to use your unique role in the body of Christ to glorify Him. It ain't about you; it's to glorify God. So if God made you an amazing thing for him, if he, you know, whatever that talent is, you know, I tell individuals that there's a difference between a blessing and a curse because I remember when I was younger, mother person, my sister uh-huh. and I, we used to go from church singing. And I'll get mad. When, and I'll, I'll be like, now I'm grown. You know, we all on cable TV and our things rolling all down and all of this. Because my sister can sing. My daughter can too. I never mm-hmm. call myself being a I forget the words. But I would sit there, and I'd be like, well, I'm only singing if I get some McDonald's. If I don't get no food, I don't. Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 I can't save my life. You know, Mm-mm. I got in trouble for that. And I knew I was in trouble. I, I knew, I knew, I, 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 <laughs> hey, you know what? God forgive it, and God will take it away. I had a person contact me on Facebook years ago, and they said, um, she said, um, Jeanette, how's your sister? I was like, she's well. 
Do you guys still go around saying it? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that no more. <laughs> 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 but I abused my That's what taught me. I abused my gift of singing. I did. Mm. I abused it. Somebody getting on McDonald's, I didn't want to say. <laughs> I was paying for a big man. <laughs> Director, and then when I was in high school, I had I can't think of her name, but Miss Carol or something like that. I can't think of her name. But all growing up as a kid, and my auntie, they would make us sing. We used to sing all the time. We would go from church to church to church to church, just freaking singing. But again, again, so if God made you an amazing singer, sing for Him. If you're talented, for the big man. Mm-hmm, not for a big man. I, I own myself for a big man. <laughs> you, you, you God given ability to teach those who don't know him and give him credit for your talent. Because Jesus gives us two commandments to love the Lord and to love others as we love ourselves. And that's in Matthew twenty two, thirty seven, forty. And we are the stewards of our, our, our talents to honor him. We're doing just that. My mother, my mother be so mad at me. My mother would give me that look like, will you get up that choir said, if you fall asleep one more time. <laughs> 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 Let
uh, 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 result of all that we do should end with leading people to the Lord, letting them see Christ through us, through our lives, through how we mm-hmm. interact with with people, how we speak to people, what comes mm-hmm. out of us. It should ultimately lead people to Christ because the Bible says, Seek ye first kingdom of God and its righteousness and mm-hmm. all these things. All these other things will be added to you. So in Mm -hmm. seeking God's will first, seeking to obey him first, using your gifting and talent for the upbuilding of the kingdom of God, all this other stuff will come forth and he will give it to you. Believe it Mm -hmm. or not, he gives it to you. And and it's not a strain. It's it's not mm-hmm. a heartache. It's not heaviness. He gives it because you seek him first. You seek him first. Young people. <laughs> right. Young people. Get your education. Get the thing mm-hmm. but seek the Lord to find out his plan for your for life. Your life. Because there's no such thing as pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Because what are you going to do when you go to yank on that bootstrap and it comes loose? Okay? Mm -hmm. And your foot is half in and half out of that (laughs) shoe. So, don't... I'm, I'm going to say this because we got to end the show. When you said that, I put on my little pink outfit because I went and bought me some new clothes for my birthday. I got one time to use the bathroom. When I go use the bathroom, I got to change clothes. Because <laughs> I can't pull myself out by my own boots. I my own clothes. <laughs> I got one bathroom trip and I'm done. <laughs> so... <laughs> Humble yourself. Said, and what, what else did you say? 
called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. You will hear from them. I will heal the land. We trying to heal the land ourselves with these vaccines, and then they're not telling us what's in the vaccine, and people dropping dead from the vaccine. It's just too much going on because we trying to do it ourselves. Turn from your wicked ways. And humble yourself. The Bible says humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil. It said resist him and he will flee. So, yes, humble yourself and turn from your wicked ways. Pray and seek his face. He said then I'll open up the windows of heaven and I'll heal your land. We need our land healed. We need, and I, I want more than I want more than just my phone no more healed. I need the land healed. I need my community healed. I need my city healed. I need the state healed. We need the country healed. And if we don't turn and pray, remember January sixth. Let that be something that stays in your mind. In your psyche, remember how the enemy came and showed you with all gusto and all might what his plans are and how he can disrupt. But if my people who are called will stop the foolishness, stop the jealousy, stop the hating, the backbiting, the pride, and humble yourself and turn and seek my face. Repent and seek and you my know what? face and pray. You know what he said, oh, we got to stop these biases and this racism. My daughter and I was watching a movie over the weekend, and she said, Mom, people really thought like that? Yes, they did. And some people still you do. Still do. Still we do. need to stop that. Can't just be treating people any kind of, kind of way, you know. Or th- no, no, <laughs> that, that's not happening it's no more. It starts. It starts at home. It starts at yes, home. We need to learn it how does. to entreat people that we live with and see every day, and then mm-hmm. teach that to our children. And when they go out, teach them not to be ashamed of who they are. And to whom they, they belong, and to whom they, they belong, we we found out that people called the name of God mm-hmm. on one hand and mm-hmm. put their foot on the neck of another human being and murder them yeah. on the other hand, and yeah. and this has gone on since the beginning of time. And we need mm-hmm. to pray because God has got to move. God has got mm-hmm. to move. We we God are at the point where where we God we we, we 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 are not going to be able to do much more physically in our flesh. It's going to take a miraculous move of God, and God moves mm-hmm. in the spiritual because He says the weapons. Of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty to the pulling mm-hmm. down of what? Strongholds. Okay? Yeah. You know, so that, I know we went through time, but I want to say this. God is moving. 
and God moves in his own time. I was watching the trial this morning, and I heard it said today and the other day, a man said, never in my life have I seen where a police department was basically testifying against their own. Mm-hmm. You know that because mm-hmm. they get away with it. Mm-hmm. That is not what we're going to do. But I'm going to say this. I know when I was even trained in law enforcement, when I heard the term non-human involved, like, yeah. what is that? They don't yeah. view you as a human. People no. don't view you as a human. They treat you as a human being. But not only do we need to humble ourselves, we need to respect ourselves as well as respect others. Exactly. And get off of this power trip. So it's so <laughs> much stuff we need to go back and relearn. And even in the church, you've got churches that are fighting and bickering, and, and even in the churches. But we, it starts yeah. at home and it's in our heart if we want to be Christ-like because it's way too much going on. So I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Mother Perkins, for, for joining me. I appreciate you. I appreciate your wisdom. You. I appreciate the information you share. And I appreciate you listening to the show and in, and also the, all the advice and information you share with me. I love you for that. I really I do. love you, too. And give Miss okay. Parks my love when you talk to her. I, I'm about to call right now and see if I can reach her before I start my day and get ready to go see my clients. So, because oh, I'm doing Zoom. I ain't seeing them face-to-face. So, well, thank yeah, you very much. Happy birthday. Okay. You have a blessed day. Okay? You and too, listen, sweetie. Thank you Bye-bye. for joining me. And precious predicaments, and then let me let my birthday for festivities begin. Bye bye. Thank you for joining me at Precious Predicaments Vlog Talk Radio. Bye bye.